I think the pandemic and just COVID and being even more so for writers who are traditionally sitting, you know, in the room away from everything and everyone, um, it's, it's, it's really been difficult to reach out. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. Welcome everybody to In the Room with Garvin and George. And this week we have Francesca Romana Nider. Is that is that right? Is that how you pronounce your surname? It is, but uh, it could be Nieder or Nider. Nieder or Nider. Or oh, she's on. Oh God Almighty, she's off. <laughs> there we go. This is going to be a. This is going to be, a, is going to be a battle of the wits. <laughs> this is going to be a battle of the wits. We're going to be looking for innuendos in every oh, second. Absolutely. Now, well, actually, yeah. one of the things I think was quite interesting is that um, we'd noticed that you were a writer producer uh and we were getting concerned about um basically the frailty the frailty of, of the creatives but you actually mentioned that you were you're coming from the other side so tell us a little bit about it, that journey well i come from the other side but not in the creative business at all in the sense that i originally uh in fact i'm a nutritionist um several decades ago i uh, got into the business side of of that so i worked in corporate uh marketing for quite a long time, got into business development and um, all of a sudden realized there's something missing here. I feel like I, I need something inside. And uh, I trained as an actress and then I came to the UK from Italy. I'm originally Italian. Uh, and well, I guess well, I'm going to jump in, Francesca, because yeah. I was going to say, George is going to have no place in this show whatsoever today because I have, yeah. like in you, you're t- you started off the conversation of corporate, God forbid, corporate, corporate sales, corporate sales and business development. You know, oh, God, and then, no, and I don't like any of that. And corporate, corporate sales, business development and marketing, and I became an actress. And now I'm moving over. And the brilliant thing is I was an accountant, you know, sales and profitability, no interest in any of that. Want to get into the film business? Want to find a passion? He, he was originally an actress as well. I mean, an actor. No, I was. Oh, no, I think I. I and I so therefore, I think we're going to be kindred spirits. Absolutely. I think we're going. <laughs> we feel we were in. What that said was, we feel we were in the wrong business. So we're moving into the right That's business now, and we want. It's not that we want to make money. We want to be in business in the film business but with the business of film because if we don't make profits and we're only making losses we're not going to be in there too long and and, and that's the sort of game that we're playing we wanted to i was having a little preamble with yourself just before this going where what was our background why are we doing what we're currently doing with all these shows what people looking in going what's that all about what's that what we're saying is it's the language of marketing it's a bit of our branding we're saying hello to the industry we're getting them used to the idea that we're here and we're chatting to our peers but like yourself we see each other in each other and our peers those that are in business in the film in the film business and we want to be like them and we want to you know aspire to to do more and, and actually the strange thing is as an accountant that statement alone is we've got to go off and create jobs in this area that's what this is about to create content is to create jobs wrap around it and make it happen and manifest creativity into a film or something but that's all about job creation paydays investors customers that want to watch something at the end 
you know. Indeed. And that's also my job. Apparently, the content is the most important uh, part of the whole industry. But um, I have to say, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really a bit demoralizing. And it's, there's a bit of disillusion going on here because, you know, well, it's, I suppose it's, um, it's very difficult to, to be noticed by the right person at the right time with the right content. And no, the great thing there is I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in again because when we started talking to people, including ourselves, who's the right person, when's the right time, what's the right content, who's the market, and most of the people we were talking to didn't know who their story was for, didn't know who they were looking to for as an investor, because even the statement of this is a million pound budget or this is a four million pound budget or 10 million pound budget changes who the target audience is of investor, of co-producer, of end market in terms of 100 million customers versus 10 to get payback. So the strange thing is the story never changed. It just was, what is the story? Who's your first customer if you're coming from trying to pitch a script? You know, if, you know The reader, unfortunately, or fortunately, Again, but do you even know who the, that sounds more like a commission something if it's a reader? Oh, but it is. That, that's the, I think the, the writers have a. It's a hard. I mean, you know, you. I, I have produced and I have produced a couple of my shorts uh, and acted in them, and it has been a hell of a, a of a steep learning curve, especially when you live in the North York Moors National Park because it's kind of. I heard about those bunny <laughs> rabbits now. I, I, they seem to have vampire teeth out that neck of the woods. Um, so. Um, but, you know, my main thing is writing and that's what I want to make the money with, you know, in the sense of that's that's what I'd like to be able to call my career. But it's 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 tough. It's it's tough for everybody. Uh, but, you know, getting getting that out there, knowing who you're contacting. Um, there are a lot of people between me and who I would like it to go to eventually or who I'd like to see it eventually. But, you know, it just seems like it's all a big Dream. You know the roadblocks. Yeah. Find the small building blocks of okay, yeah. who is the right person and who, you know. And are you um, are you finding that you're being forced into a certain direction to meet their needs? Are are you getting to choose the genres that you'd like to write, or are, are you are those genres basically being forced imposed upon you so that you can get your films recognized? I I have to say, as a writer for now, because I actually. Uh, haven't been commissioned uh so i'm writing on spec right now um it's it's the luxury of well i can play with whatever i want um so for now no that said um last year i placed second in the euroscript competition um with rabbit skin and i had a, a meeting with the literary agent which was great i didn't know i was getting that but you know it's one of those things where they say you know write as much as you can as anything to get to show that you're yeah. a you know, producible writer. And, and that in a way starts to become, you know, you, maybe you start doing something or as you say, get pushed into or directed or focused into yeah. something that you maybe wouldn't naturally choose. Yeah. Um, Actually, so it, the, the game, isn't it? I mean, I might have something I really want to say, but if nobody wants to listen to it, I can write. Well, again, well, we've 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 yeah. kind um, <laughs> we've kind of phrased on our journey: scripts and drawers. 
and we're going, there's an awful lot of people wrote the, the uncommissioned script, you know, the story, the passion projects, the stories, they wrote them nine drafts in, seven drafts in, but effectively they're a script in a drawer unless someone asked for it or commissioned it and they don't even know it's in the drawer and they don't even know what it is because they're unaware of the genre, unaware of the budget because two, the people we're talking about as the first pass is investors willing to invest in it what are they looking for? Am I looking for horror genres? Therefore, if it's not a horror in the drawer, it stays in the drawer. Is it, I'm willing to spend a million, not five. You know, if that was a 4.5 million, you know, budget written script, you're going, stays in the drawer. You're, it's, the problem here is, is, you know, you, can, you said you could be a jobber. If you want to write, you could be a jobber and be in script development for TV and you just get onto their profile or panel and you're writing episodes of EastEnders or something. But I mean, if you want to write your films and you're, get your passion projects out there, then it's, I suppose it's like Stephanie and, and uh, like Sean in the sense of you got to start turning into a production company by stealth, start plugging in the other gaps, move from writer to producer, co-director and start looking to raise funding because no one's going to do it for individuals in isolation of commissioning and ask and asking for it themselves. So how what our journey is is to figure out how do we get people out of the drawer? How do we get to see the value of what's in the drawer and see if there's a Blair Witch hidden in there or a JK Rowling in disguise? Because he just couldn't get to number five in the queue of a script play pitch. It doesn't mean that the, 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 the actual expertise is not there or the quality or the breakthrough script is not there. The problem most of the time we're finding is no one knows it's there. No one knows how to see it. And because of the amount of YouTube, this and social media, that, it's nearly blindly impossible to be heard or seen. Yeah. And it's, but that's, that's just the truth of it. There are thousands and thousands of submissions. And if you put out a call to find the next, you know, script that isn't that is going to be an Oscar winner. Good luck trying to get through the yeah, submissions yeah. you're going to get. And I think it's a really difficult. That, that's just and the actually there, there, there is a interesting thing. You know. I, you've hit the nail on the head, I and mean, that's the conversation we've had in the last number of weeks with a number of different production companies. We're saying. If, I, if we say we want, as you said, we're willing to finance a script to a tune of half a million quid or a million, the queue will be out the door. The, the number of scripts, we, you know, all qualities will be thrown at you and you literally will be overwhelmed even trying to figure out what it is you're looking at. And it will start being bills in terms of cost because in time, we have a bunch of scripts come in this week and I have my daughter reading them because she likes particular subjects. And I'm going, and you're saying, just to read them and have an opinion, not even know what it is, takes time and money. Mm -hmm. And immediately someone has been asked, is asking someone else to invest their time and money in them, even if it's a nothing to say this is rubbish or good. So the string, so what we're finding is we and we have if you want to invest in yourself, you've got to invest further now to take yourself out of the drawer and go deeper into this journey. Uh, and you touched on it earlier on. How do I market myself? How do I get seen and heard so I can even talk about a script? to somebody that might be the right person yeah. because everybody is reinventing the wheel every day of the week because all these doors and blocks are there we think and no one knows what the right steps are and we get disheartened as you said along the way and i think one of the one of the issues that uh, i know i came across um, quite a few years ago uh, and you've done a rain dance course and i i know i've i've done a couple of their shorter courses as well 
was that basically uh, most scripts end up in a slush fund in a slush pile that basically just end up being and at some point somebody might pick it up and the other problem is if in the first few pages you don't grab the attention of that particular writer and you uh, reader but the reader tends to be someone that's recently out of college because they are on sufficiently low enough wage like you're using your daughter who's 18 to read through those scripts Unpaid. Yeah. Unpaid. Yeah, uh, unpaid. And, and the thing in, is, uh, sorry, interning. Interning. I'm paying your college fees. fees that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. There's a big investment going on there. And that's yeah. where uh, the, you're having to then appeal to a very young, possibly mature person who hasn't had any life experiences. So it doesn't maybe realize what's going on within the story in those first few pages. And I think that that becomes a big issue uh, because you're literally pitching to someone that could be. In my case, a third of my age, <laughs> was, you know, and how do you, and how do you connect to someone like that if you're trying to write, which I think is is a big difficulty. Amazon, when they started to pitch for their movies, uh, they they had people basically putting scripts up, and if they had a big audience following, those ones would get selected, and it didn't necessarily mean the script was any good because I read some of them and they were terrible scripts. I mean, is this your experience as well, or how have you found it? Um, well, I, like many writers, you know, kind of, I think there's the avenue of submitting to competitions and that's where you come across readers more readily because of course there's a ton of submissions. And again, it's a numbers, you might get lucky and that one reader really loves your stuff, relates to it. Most of the time they don't. Um, or, and I think that the most value is in this, sadly, but also positive. I beg your pardon. In this, <laughs> sadly, you're going. <laughs> Actually, just get back a sentence here. Get back a sentence. And the weird thing is, the first part of that sentence was on the was on the nail. We have an audience, or we'll have an audience. We'll generate it for you. We'll introduce you to them. We let them know you have a script. So actually, this is the value. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the, the the thing that has worked the most, and I think it's true in life, is build connections with people. That's it. Films are made around connecting with people. And, yeah. you know, if something resonates with someone, they're going to care about it more than if you're just pitching to them. Um, and that you've just actually looks great said on a the sentence. TV, but, yeah. you know, they don't really care. And it's just what they have to do for the job. So your story has to become our story yeah. or their story. That's yeah. the whole that's the whole point, because it's not the story itself. That's just the film when it's made. It's yeah. the make. It's the story of the making of going on a journey of the network of who you're making it with, who's starring in the roles, where is it taking place, when are we doing this project, what will it, what will it take to take it out of the drawer, you know, what are these missing people, and most of the answers there lie with other people, lie out of the silos of where most people are operating, and lie outside, their, like Francesca, like actually another, Frederica Murphy is another woman we had on our show, and she's a motivational speaker, and she said, it's, it's outside your comfort zone. Mm. All the answers, unfortunately, to bring us to the next level are not in our comfort zone, they're in someone else's. Yeah. So we've got to start connecting these silos to each other and go, this is my go-to team. These are, and that's what we're finding from the last number of shows. They're going, they have already made the relationships of, well, John's my cameraman, Mary's my deal, or my 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 my, my sound deal, director of sound or whatever. I, they want to work with this team because what they're saying is, I want to work with this team. If we get the money, here's who we're paying because we've gone through the pain together. We can go through the gain together. 
we're we're aligned in ethos nearly sometimes that works sometimes that doesn't work uh one of the things i uh there's a couple of comments there that i i kind of feel need to be emphasized because sometimes when you're working on the no budget kind of films you're being offered that you'll get the next job and then quite often when they get the funds you don't you don't and you're finding is because you're the go-to person that doesn't need to be paid anything and that that's one area that can be a bit of a problem. The other thing is that you, you're talking about sort of connecting to other people that are like minded with with you need the energy. And if there's one little person, one person in there that is, is putting out any kind of negativity in any form or fashion that can actually bring the whole show down. So you need to make sure that everybody's working and showing the same kind of enthusiasm to towards the, the project. And that that is crucial because I know on. One of the projects that we did, we had somebody that came along and there was a negativity and we had to say to them, thanks very much for your time. We really appreciate it, but we don't feel that you're fit for per fit for the job, you know, learning to say, to, to say no or, or, you know, make make clear what your path is. And if someone, you know, if you just don't get along, you don't sticking it out, hoping that it's going to be OK in the end. Actually, there, you're, you're... It doesn't work. But, you know, I think the pandemic and just COVID and being even more so for writers who are traditionally sitting, you know, in the room away from everything and everyone. Um, it's, it's, it's really been difficult to reach out, even just, my God, even just to friends and family, but, you know, even more so to, to industry. I mean, I came off uh, really good meetings in um, Berlin last year. Yes, that was one of my, that was my last trip, probably, uh, 2020, February, yeah. And, and then, and then you worry about, okay, if I follow up, has this person become sick? Have they lost someone? Has yeah. there a tragedy that's much bigger than my stupid script or whatever I'm trying, you know, and it became really like you start retreating. And I think it's, I've, I'm finding it really difficult to kind of get into the, it's a bit overwhelming. All of a sudden you're like, it's, to go out I think you're you're like me you're yeah. an overthinker I, yeah. I'm yeah. going to actually I'm an if and if I call myself an if damn person if this happens that happens if that if the other scenario analysis another accountancy language you're going if then then that then the other you're going it doesn't matter you're going you're going to I think uh, these um, people say we're worrying about a future that doesn't exist. Yeah. You, know, you know, in the sense of we're getting anxiety yeah. about you know scenarios that couldn't may or may have different probabilities of happening. More than likely, none of it exists. So the bit we're back to like if if we engage with that person, we be, can be cognizant of the fact other things are going on, but we don't need to bring it on and we don't need to take it on. You yeah. know, so I mean, the one part of the sentence you were saying was you have to reach out and actually the mere fact of reaching out you're now a vice and you're touching another person and you're able to go give them some emo like emotional support or otherwise even if it's just to let them know you're thinking about them or you're aware they exist because we have the day job and we have a life and most of the time they don't cross over or mix but at the center of everything and another one of the things that myself and george are very cognizant of the fact is we're going back out into industry but this time we gotta like it. We gotta be ourselves. Yeah. We're gonna work with those that get who we are. If they don't get it, get just work away. We're not for you. Time though. But now we and we haven't got the, and that's the thing. Yeah. The time is time is now the most valuable thing. Always was the most valuable <laughs> no. thing. We're just more aware of it now. Going, we're not gonna give you a second, third, and fourth chances. We haven't got time. This is it. 
Take us as we are. We can make friends and influence people. We can go on journeys together. You're reaching out. You know, as I said, one of the little IMs you wrote back to me was, you know, what have I got to offer? Or, and that's the, actually the thing is every single person we were talking to said something similar. Yeah. Immediately the imposter yeah. syndrome stepped in and we're going, no, you're the expert. You're the MA in film. You've got three shorts. You're winning awards. You're going, you're out there. You're doing it. I'm talking about it. You're doing it. So you're the mentor to me. You're actually the reason I'm stepping out of the room. George has been out of the room. He's so far out of the room for so many years. You know, he doesn't need to step out of it. I have to get him to step back into it. Well, actually, but there, there's some this, interesting things there because as someone that mainly has been an editor, although I've been a lecturer as well in media production and, and creative medias, what I found is that the pandemic actually got me talking to more people in this environment. Oh. You know, because I, I was able to talk to and get to meet more people. If he can get a word in it, get a word me, but... in it, <laughs> The one thing I have noticed is networking online on Zoom is much better because usually you're all in a room. You can't hear anything after five minutes because everybody's talking and like, what, what, what? Yes. So actually networking and, and if you get into this kind of, of virtual room. Zoom etiquette, as they say. Zoom etiquette, yes. I have to say, you get more of someone's attention, which I suppose yeah. is, is worth the effort of, of reaching out and uh you know they say this it's been a good time to write to um you know to send your script ask if people want to read because they have nothing else to do but you know i don't I think they, they're the same they've all, the script reader has the same <laughs> amount of work they had before to read Absolutely. what's happening is now they have 600 scripts coming into them where they are only one they haven't changed and they've the one ask and actually, this is back to the interesting thing you just said there was because myself and George were going, what's the need? The need we're finding the weakness is a little bit more on from script to pitch to to to, to investment. So it's not that a story is not a great story. There's nothing, you know, it's it needs to be packaged further in this uh, like you know, to grab the attention. And it's not for a reader. The reader might even be a second pass. You're going, this needs to be grabbing, this is an investment. What every pitch in my language is, is that script is an investment. If it doesn't treat itself as an investment or have the partners in the, in the, in the, in the organization to understand it's an investment looking for money to be made to pay for jobs, then it, it has less chance of success because no, it's not readily packaged to be understood to communicate the messages communicating is this has an audience of. Yeah, actually, I think that I think the thing that George was talking about earlier on, we know it was on your uh, profile. Let, let's say one of the stories was LGBT, such and such, and that's a com. It's more what I recognise that to be is 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 the, the various screen skills in Ireland, England, actually trying to adjust gender imbalance and diversity. And an awful lot of the calls going out currently are going, please write scripts of shorts with this, you know, subject matter. It, you know, and I'm going. That to me is three percent of the world population. Now has ninety-seven percent of of the market is possibly not the target market, which makes it more difficult for that investment to get a target audience. You know, in in some ways. Now it could be a very defined target audience. On the flip side, and go, it's a niche engaged market that if you did break through, you've a ready and willing audience that's once more of this content to consume. So there is two sides the same kind, but there's marketing language, investment language, and story language. And they have to align in my, in my books. What was yes, your experience of that? Films, unless you uh, have your own endless resources, which, you know, nobody has. I certainly don't. You know, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg does and Jeff Pezzel, they have endless resources. Yes, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> indeed. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where 
actually, as a writer, I want to be in a team and I want to collaborate because that's now yeah. there we have it. You're stepping I mean, out of the silo. You're bringing the A game. I'm the script. I'm the writer. I'm the script editor. This is a, this is where I want to be. My skills to heavily be in in those IMDb credits. I need I, I need the other team. I got to get my go to team. Mostly, I need um, you know good feedback and people who are honest about whether this you know what works and doesn't work in a story because that's you know most of the aha moments come from someone else either not liking what you said and wrote or or coming at it from a completely different angle. Oh, that's interesting. You're oh, saying, am I, am I hearing that right? You don't want, but yes, men or women or anywhere in between, you want no in the sense of a critique, in the sense of critical. It's not because if everyone says yes, you learn nothing. Yeah, basically. But also, I mean, I know, I know writers who or creatives, but who never share their work and that's, you know, it's not going to work. In the end. Well, if you go, I think if you go back to episode, I don't know which episode it is, George, it's 90 episodes. I've lost track of the fucking things. But in there, I mentioned my sister, who's an artist, and there's about 50, I own most of her paintings. I got them as Christmas presents, birthday presents. I bought them. I, I, I think I'm, I don't know if it's the word, I'm not her muse. No, not the muse. I'm her benefactor. I'm actually definitely not her muse, come to think of it. But what it is, is there's 50 paintings that she is moved on from my red period to my blue to my yellow to my green over 40 years. Nobody on this planet other than me has seen them. No one knows how good or bad they are. And she's she's not she's ashamed of each level before. Not ashamed. She feels that no longer represents her work and style now. And I'm going, there is an audience for everyone. There's a market for everyone. The, the letting go was the most difficult part for the artist to go to let that let someone else own it, let someone else you know consume it. Even pricing it is near impossible with some artists I know. They won't like, and they even we had a meeting earlier on today, and it says the writer was going, I I need to be the writer. No, it's my story, but now I need to direct as well. I need to write. And I this journey of ownership within an yeah. investment vehicle can actually, you know, probably cause other conflicts and stop things happening. But the writing, the writing of a script doesn't stop at the actual text part yeah. it continues right through to the editing part and in in, in yeah. the actual editing of a film so as an editor i've learned writing through editing programs together and that's a collaborative process with a director or a producer or some other people where you're 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 constantly testing what you're doing and the first thing you have to get used to as an editor is is not to take personal criticism from what's being said because it's not about you it's about the shape of the film that you it's have process, in front of you yeah. it's the process and i think a lot of writers would actually enjoy that process as well because it's still it's still the it's it's a written word version of the film that will eventually become so you can start to work out where you can pull things down one end of the timeline to the other as a story if you're looking at it as as a piece of linear text and and that's one of the things I learned in you know on a small scale producing um, and co well co-producing the two shorts um, you know <laughs> God I I have learned that what I write on the page better be able to be put on screen pretty easily because I you know no I watched your short I was swiping left and right all over the place there last <laughs> night you go no very very I'm excellent I was a, it got my attention. I like the humor. I see how it won the little prize and go, and I got you. It was your hello and got you in, I believe, in the sense of it was your stepping stone onto the path to then decide to go a little bit deeper and further. 
I had a great yeah. time. It got me hooked. And also because I come from marketing, you know, that's quite an advertisement. You know, it's, it's an advertising piece, really. You know, it's like a product. It really is pushing a little. It was for the. Now, I got to stop you right there and go. The strange thing is, because myself and George talked about this earlier about other things. Like uh, I do actually my father was painting a decorator, <laughs> but he didn't paint and decorate his own house. You were taught you're a market, you come from a marketing background. The product is now you. You've yeah. got to market yeah. you first, then market your product of script. Hey, and yeah. that's why you, you touched on the we have all these tools. We don't have a clue about the social media. You know, the breakthrough okay, if we can break through the algorithms of the YouTubes and the Twitters and the well, you have to learn all these new jobs and jobs with no budget and the budget is time and money and you in the absence of someone else doing it. These are the things that aren't being do done that you're, it's the bit, it's the business of you first means yeah. you've got to be doing your own marketing of yourself. There is a, the there is a difficulty in that process because uh, um, if you start to listen to the so-called gurus this week, they're telling you one thing. In two weeks' time, they discover something else, and they've suddenly realized that they've been down the wrong path, and now they're telling everybody something different. So the process is changing so rapidly that nobody can get a proper handle on it. And I think you end up having to go back to the original way of marketing to try and get some kind of traction in what you're doing, because some of the digital stuff at times doesn't make sense and almost you can't seems go to be for the designed. masses. You've got yeah. to go for it. Yeah, you've got to go for the juggler. I'm, a, I'm of an age um, where I really want to do what speaks to me and write about what is important to me. And I, I know that it resonates um, with some people. Uh, and that, I think, is something I don't want to compromise too much uh, again because of my... Uh, so you found your passion I, project. I'm, exactly. not, I, I'm not, you know, I, I've made some choices and they've, they've had hard consequences and that's part of what I like to write about what yeah. are what choices, you know, make us face and the fact that you yeah. choose one thing, you can no longer have the other and all the part that is so, um, so uh, wonderful and so uh, excruciating about choice and freedom of choice in a human being. And, you know, I, I like stories to have a meaning and I want to add to, to the conversations where people feel something and can identify. And so, you know, actually, no, that's all brilliant. I, I'm actually what I'm hearing is, you know, I'm hearing this what we just said. I'm going, I am me, hear me roar. This is you're not going to comp compromise anymore. This is the passion, this is the journey, this is my time, this is my life. You know, take me for who I am, you know, and that's what I'm that's the person I'm going into the industry to be. I'm going. I might be six for six. I might be allowed. I might not be aware I'm insulting or not. If you're insulted, I'm not for you. If you get by that, I'm just being honest and speaking from the from the heart, or like I'm wearing my heart on the sleeve. Then you're getting my, my you're getting me. These are my thoughts. This is how I function. If you get by that, you get the friend. You get the relationship. You get the partnership. You get the journey. So you've got strong friends. The ones that stayed were meant to be there. The ones that went never were meant. Were never meant for you. What doesn't pass you, you know, what's good, what's for you won't pass you by, as you say. So I actually do think you've said it all there. You, you don't need to compromise. You're going. This is what I love. This is what I like. I'm not. I don't need to compromise. I'm writing what I, I know best, and I know there's an audience that represents me in the world and by definition i am targeted and aligned to them now i just have to package myself so they we can actually they can understand where we are 
and communicate and purchase or consume. So the great that, that it's only it's that's what this machine of, of social media really is. It's not the mass market. Is it's in marketing language. Is can we write the niche boutique? Can we find our audience, tailor to them, and 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 start communicating? I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why. Sorry. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we ended up doing what we're currently doing is because. Uh, I mean, when, when in our early days when we were doing this, one of the things that I was starting to talk about was that I wanted a voice uh, because I felt up to a certain point I hadn't had the voice. I was always servicing the system. And, and uh, you know, even as an editor, you were trying to find the voice of the director. But there actually comes a point where you do you realize that you have something to give and you want to give that out. And that becomes very important. And that's a very crucial part, I think, of everybody's story that they'd be allowed to become themselves to tell their, their particular stories the way they particularly want to. And I think that becomes a crucial part of the journey. Yes, I think for writers, um, however much I like the idea of not compromising, uh, you know, it's just the first stepping stone, the script. And you do, you know, the end product is, is such a collaborative result that I cannot you know, selfishly hold on to what my vision is because it's bound to not happen. Um, I'm not a writer-director, and I think that's why people become writer-directors because they want to be able to, you know, direct the film that they that they write and have their vision, and that wasn't my choice. Um, but it is difficult to, you kind of, it, it's a really hard, It's a, you know, it's like feedback or anything. You, it's hard to stick to what you believe and what you think it has value, uh, but also take on board what has value and what I should be taking on board. It's, it's very difficult to juggle, and that's true always. But as a writer, I think you really have to accept that you're going to write something that has gonna, is going to have many, many permutations because whoever you know it resonates with will have their but is, um, one of the things that I, I think that's quite interesting, um, because you're becoming the producer or, or attempting to be the producer for those projects, that one of the things I think you need to be looking for is a director who not being focused on just the, the way that they think, but that because uh, as an editor, what I was doing was trying to get inside the mind of the director. And I think that's part of what you, the director should be doing is getting inside the mind of the writer so that they can then envisage the writer's vision, if that makes sense. Because that's, that should be, there should be a possibility of having that kind of collaboration where you align yourself with someone that has similar sort of views. Yes, there may, there may be little bits of compromises, but at least if you can work with them, they they become a partner, a true partner, in the sense that they are aligning themselves to your vision within the text that you wrote. Because without that, they actually can't direct either. It is just an interpretation from the director's perspective. Ideally, ideally, yes. I mean, that's why, I guess, A, that's why it takes time uh, to find the right match. Um, but, you know, like for these two projects, especially my first um, feature, you know, I really, really want I would like to be a producer in that project because it's it's very close to me and um but i know that that might be not you know it might be unrealistic because of how things work 
starting from finances <laughs> and you know who depending who you attach depending who gets interested in in the script and there has been interest and i've you know almost gotten it over the and it's you know it's had recognition and it's, it's doing well but it needs more work and again um now, it, what type of work does it need in the sense that what what is it that's it's just about broke through it just got over the mark something pushed it no it could have been a pandemic it could have been it says an awful lot of external uncontrollable factors but if you thought there was one thing that would have just pushed it over the line what was missing that could have pushed it over the line i think it's I do need to go back to the, the writing. Um, the difficulty there is that you have conversations. Sometimes you have access to people that you really want to have the conversation with. And sometimes you have access to people that aren't quite the right people. And they could take it on if you do something different with your project. And that's where you get stuck. Or I, you know, my experience is, do I follow what, their lead is because they have a vision and I'm the writer and they're the director and they're asking me for something in particular, or do I hold on to what I want it to be like and keep searching for the right? Now, there, now back in business language 101, the 80 20 rule of minimum viable product, you're going, at what point do you have to let go and go? Yeah. You can't go to ver like you know, draft seven, then eight, then nine, and nine years later, it's still there because life moves on. It's Someone's interested. There's a couple of things we can tweak. I can do the next one. I need to get it over the line. I need to get my name out there. So the power moves to me for the next one, you know, in, in that sense. So it's like, it might be, it's not a 2 million budget. It's a half a million budget. Maybe it's a C list or not an A list or the story at core might stay the same. A couple of CGI bits and costumes have to drop out. It could be better, but it doesn't need to be perfect. It could be the person that wants to, that's listening, as you said, is Steven Spielberg is keeps on pushing you away, but the, it's second and third in commands going, I'm here. I, I, I'm willing. I, I don't have his money, but if you, if we can do this, I can make it work. So the weird thing is, I, we had another saying earlier on from another girl going, it's like my baby, but I have to let it go to let it grow. You know, if I keep the baby in, then, then okay, it's going to be safe, but safe ships in harbor are not they're not built for that they're meant to be at sea so i it's like you need i think what's happening here is you've got a script you believe in the story it's close to your heart your job now is to turn off the writer and turn on the marketeer and business development part of you and get it out there and let it grow it, yeah i i kind of wonder if that I know what Garvin's talking about because I know he's looked at the stuff that we've we've been doing ourselves. But but I'm kind of getting a sense from what you're saying that maybe what's happening is the directors are taking your the core story in a direction that isn't really where it was intended to be. Would that be right? Or what's the difficulty that yes, you're finding? I think what happens is we're all human beings and we have our own experiences and journeys, and you know some elements will have will resonate with for example this director but they'll have their own take on it and therefore to make it really feel like their own they need it to be slightly different or very different uh and that it, again it's about chemistry meetings you know chemistry conversations um was that no i'm just going to jump back in again and go was it possibly to change that no, we don't because we're talking very ambiguous here was those was the changes that 
the person in question was trying to commercialize it more so it would have a farther reach attract different investors as opposed to it was you know he's take we could take a niche concept and try and make it more commercial so a different set of actors and a different market audience can be opened up by by a flip just flipping it a little bit to the side or is it that this is a core story it's my story therefore it's it could actually be better off in a book and stay in that sort of alignment because its audience is a different audience if that makes sense do you think he was trying to commercialize it or take control of it no i don't think so because it's i mean it's not that type of of script and yeah. the end result um I, I think it's still there for me. Um, you know, one of the issues that I am trying to tackle within myself is that because I've written, I write from what is true for me and my experiences and they become very dear to me or very close to me. And so I think one of my uh, tasks is to try and put more distance <laughs> between what I write and myself. You have to become multi-schizophrenic. You'd like the rest of us. <laughs> there you go. You have to go. You have, you have to be more creative in the sense that, you know, mm. sometimes you've got to let go of certain things. And sometimes that means, you know, because of course I want, you know, to be writing my speech for God knows what acceptance, you know, you know, and, but maybe that project isn't now, isn't the time now. And I have to go on and move to something else that is maybe more commercial yeah. and where I can make <clears throat> my name. And then someone will say, oh, look, she, also has something else that's in her drawer. Well, actually, the gas thing is, you're now actually honestly saying to the world of three customers that we have, you've already come to all these conclusions. You've already passed this through yourself numerous times. You already know the answer. And in my opinion, the answer is already yes, you already know it. You go, you have the story. The story is there. The job is done. It's 80-20. It's the minimum viable product. You can do extra drafts and iterations. It won't change much. It'll just get a little bit stronger. Yeah. You, the, the journey now is of out of the drawer. you got to find a team. You've got to find people that are now to make them interested in it. If you can't find them, it doesn't end there. You might park it. You might start a second one and go back and revert. But the journey of making them happen is the journey of branding the business of you and the products that you represent. I, I mean, I've been in a situation where I, I've actually, I was, we were saying before, I have a film that I shot 12 years ago and I have edited it and then I've had problems. Uh, but in the middle of it, my dad died and mm. I lost, uh, it became one of those kind of projects that every time I went to look at it, I my stomach almost turned. Uh, and it's, it's nothing that was wrong with the project. It's just that I couldn't get the energies mustered up. And in the last, Literally five weeks, I've now been able to reapproach that film from a totally different perspective. I'm re-editing it, and it now seems to be the right time because all the special effects I wanted to do, I can now do on my own home computer using a games engine. And I'm suddenly kind of going, that technology wasn't there, and it was what I was looking for, and I've had to, but by letting it just sit for a while, for a good long time, and make sure it, it's now opened itself up as another possibility now, 12 years later. So, so there is, there are, you know, sometimes things, they, they work well to a certain point and then you just have to let them sit and then another door will open allow that to go through at that later time. I think those things do happen. And in the meantime, I think I've written another uh, three or four scripts <laughs> and we've done, we've done nearly a hundred podcasts <laughs> and edited those as well. So there are other things that happen that could, you know, that, that by parking that, it could give you the opportunity to do something else that will, that will get you to the next step. And then you can bring that back in when you're in that position to, to maybe direct it yourself. And I know you said you weren't a director, but I think 
there is the vision if you've had the vision to write something if you have the right team around you 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 have the potential to produce that into a film as well because they would be the ones that support your vision uh, as the director because all a director is is someone that's interpreting the text mm -hmm. and they need the collaboration of the cinematographer sound and all actors and everybody else around them and and all those people are then working to that person's vision so so maybe you are the director and it's you've just got to get your mindset to that point where you can be the director to do that project the way you want it to be who knows for now i, I mean interestingly you mentioned that your dad died because that's also what happened to me a few years back and that project was very that script is very linked to my family uh history because both my parents were refugee children and uh so i understand i mean that's that's it part of me kind of goes oh when i think of having a to to go back and, and do another draft yeah and uh but you know that's that's my job i need to overcome that or work through it so that those things don't get in the way but enrich the kind of writing that i can produce and um i do need to be someone who people go to because they know that i can write and that i can write reliably um and that's 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 so that's those are all my you know that's my journey that's um, where a lot of writers are, I think, you know, you, you write something, you really like it, and it's hard to, you know, kill your darlings, as they say, um, and sometimes I have to create a horror film, which I never thought, you know, I would write, to kind of get all that out and go to the extremes that horror offers to explore things that are... Yeah, but you never thought you would, but now you have. I know. Is yeah. it good? <laughs> has it opened up? Your, it's armed, This over here has armed you to naturally flow in into this other space of going, the answer might just lie one iteration to the side. You're, you become, as you say in Dragon's Den or, or, or Shark Tank, you go, I, I have a wish list for myself. I'd love to be on Shark Tank or Dragon's Den. I want to be on this side of the chair pitching that I get some investment. And I want to be so successful afterwards that a couple of years later, I'm on the opposite side giving back. So if that wouldn't that be great. And if I can't do it, I'll write the film that I'm starring in that actually says I did it. So because we can take control of that power. So you just said you can actually write your own script that gives you your own reward in the script that then actually might self-fulfill and get an award. But we can that's the power you have as writer, as creator. So the weird thing is you've got the horror writer in you now is you're starting to move to the commercial ask. The nine out of 10 winner that's out there with the Stephen Fellows of the world going, what wins on genre is science fiction, horror, and a mix thereof. You're turning to the business of film. So you know you can write for it. The other one isn't in demand currently, you're, this is, you're naturally moving into the business side of yourself. That's what I see is happening there. Yeah, so well, that will afford you to then do the passion project. You can invest back in yourself. You can get your own team together. You can be successful in business, raise the finance, and do it. Because that's all that's really happening is can you attract the money to make your dream and passion come true? Well, that's the journey. It has to be someone else's as well. You know, so the team, the game is the team, I think. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we, we've actually, believe it or not, probably reached the hour point now. <laughs> so if we, we should probably bring this to a close, which I think has, has been a really good sort of chat. Uh, what we've actually managed to cover in this episode is some of the concepts of becoming a writer uh, in this current world and, and trying to pitch your, your wares to 
the readers who quite often could be in many cases quite a lot younger than ourselves and they're they're the kind of target audience but we've also talked about being passionate about your own project about your uh the things that you're writing about being true to yourself and telling the story that you want but there's also the difficulty that we all have when we have to try and compromise that are we giving too much away are we releasing or letting off too much that we don't want to and and if so do we need to park the project that we've been working with and work something out through another project and then come back to the other one at a later time. And I think those are really important issues that we all have to address as we go through in, in our lives. So at this point, what I normally like to do is just offer our guests a, a chance to say a few words that might help our audience in their future, possibly as writers, producers, directors, anything you'd like to give as, as words of wisdom <laughs> that might help them. Um, gosh, it's going to sound cliche, but um, oh, we love cliches. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, this this uh, well, just write what you want to write. Uh, you know, really kind of go where it's hard, but real. Um, at least that's the kind of film I like to watch. You know, where there's a meaning that is very um, central to being human being, and and so I like hopefully to to write that so you know whatever you you you're curious about or whatever you're passionate about make that what you write about excellent any last excellent. words garvin all i heard was be true be you brilliant Ooh, Don't do. nice there you go <laughs> <laughs> well everybody thanks very, thank much. You very much thanks for joining us thanks this a week. lot Francesco. bye for now thank all you. the best take care bye bye bye, -bye.